0: We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's pray together this morning. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and honor you. And Lord, you have told us to go into all the world and share the good news, and you are the good news. And you've also said to go to the Jew first. And so I pray that you would anoint and bring yourself glory to from this program as we seek to figure out how best to share with Jewish people. And so as we go over Scripture today, Lord, we ask that the Scriptures would touch the hearts of all the listeners so that they may become excellent at sharing their faith, especially with Jewish people. So we thank you and praise you, give you all the glory. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, good morning, good morning. We're currently talking about getting to know and sharing with Jewish people. Today is our sixth show on this topic. Uh, I'm trying to get you familiar with Jewish people, the culture, the faith, so that you'll be more confident in sharing with them. So uh, today's teaching is also a part two, so to speak, of answering Jewish objections. So we're going to look at the scriptures in the Hebrew Bible. Uh, It doesn't mean that the New Covenant shouldn't be used. It just means that when you're speaking to Jewish people, you might as well speak to uh, them about their scriptures and show them in their scriptures how it's similar to the New Covenant. So let's take a look. Uh, I would just mention that you don't have to memorize each scripture, but it would be good for you to memorize where they are in the Bible so that you can bring them up to people. Um, For this reason, I'd like you to receive our resource which is a couple pages on sharing God's Word from the Hebrew Bible. If you'd email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org or you call our office, 813-831-5673. Speak to Karen. We'd be happy to send this to you. Also, if um, you feel that we're helping you spiritually, we'd love for you to send us a gift. Or a pledge for monthly giving. Again, our phone number is eight one three eight three one five six seven three. Speak to Karen. Also you might have some questions that I haven't addressed. Please email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org and I'll try and include them in one of my radio teachings. So let's get started. We're gonna start with a short review of a couple of the more important scriptures from last week. Look, the key objection by Jewish people will probably forever be, you believe in three gods and Judaism only believes in one true God. So last week we talked about Genesis 126, where it says, let God, uh, then God said, let us make man in our image. So us let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Again, plurals. And Deuteronomy 6, four, we uh, looked at, Hero O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The Shema from Deuteronomy 6, four is really the most famous of all scriptures. It's the one almost every Jew is familiar with. And the word for one in Hebrew is echad, which is in its plural form. If you wanted to uh, use the singular form, it would be Yahid. And in Isaiah 6-8, we see the same type thing. Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? This is Adonai, or the Lord speaking. Then I said, Here am I, send me. So we see this often. We see uh, that Elohim, which is the word for God, is also plural in Hebrew. Ah uh, so we also looked at uh the fact that God has a son, and in Psalm two, eleven and twelve it says, Serve I with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he become angry, and you perish along your way, since his wrath may flare up suddenly. Happy is everyone taking refuge in him. And finally, uh, in this, uh, well, two more scriptures of review, we see in Isaiah 9, 5 and 6, and this is a scripture that actually not only uh, Jewish people know from the scriptures, but they might even know it more from Handel's Messiah, thinking that it's New Covenant, but it's really Hebrew scriptures. For unto us a child is born, a son will be given to us, the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Now, you remember last week that I mentioned that this is... In the 1917 Jewish Publication Society publication of of the uh, scriptures translated from Hebrew to English, the entire uh, translation, obviously, is in English, except for this verse, where it says, "...instead of Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace..." It's It says, Pele Yoez El gibur Abiad, Sar Shalom. Now, I wonder why they use Hebrew there instead of English. <laughs> oh, my. Yes. And then it says, of the increase of his government in Shalom, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold through justice and righteousness from now until forevermore. The zeal of The Lord God will accomplish this. So we see this is an everlasting kingdom. And finally, people say, well, show me where every one of these is mentioned in the Hebrew Scriptures. In other words, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And so we go to Isaiah 48, 16, which says, draw near to me. Hear this. Since the beginning... I have not spoken in secret. From the time it existed, I was there. So now the Lord God has sent me and his Spirit. So the one who is speaking was there in the beginning, and the one who is speaking just said, Now Lord God has sent me and his Spirit. How clear is that, that Yeshua is speaking in Isaiah 48, 16, and all three of the triune natures of God are in that scripture. Okay, so let's go to the new stuff, right? Another objection from Jewish people, oh, you have such a bloody religion, (laughs) Well, you know, in Leviticus 1711, of course, the Hebrew scriptures, it says, For the life of the creature, or the flesh, is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls or your lives, for it is the blood that makes atonement because of the life. So we see here that God is saying right in the beginning to the Jewish people that you need blood to make atonement, and that's really what um, Yom Kippur was all about—the Day of Atonement—with the shedding of blood of the Azazel, the the um, the lamb, and and we know that Yeshua is the perfect lamb. But at any rate, we're going ahead of ourselves, right? So, a prophetic picture of Yeshua being crucified. 1,500 years before it was even popular that Roman execution used crucifixion. So 1,500 years prior, right? Psalm 22, 15 through 19. I'm poured out like water and all my bones are disjointed. My heart is like wax melting with my innards my strength is dried up like a clay pot my tongue clings to my jaws you lay me in the dust of death for dogs have surrounded me a band of evil doers has closed in on me they pierced my hands and my feet i can count all my bones they stare they gape at me they divide my clothes among them And cast lots for my garment. Isn't this a great description of the crucifixion? But it's found in Psalm 22, verses 15 through 19. Okay, how about this one? Zechariah 9, 9 through 11. Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, a righteous one, bringing salvation. He is lowly riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. For as, you also, as for you also, by the blood of your covenant, I will release your prisoners from the waterless pit. So what do we have here? We have a humble Messiah coming in on the donkey and requiring the blood of the covenant What more do you need? This is Zechariah 9 through 11. Of course, we see even more when we look at what I believe is a picture of Yeshua in Isaiah 53, 1 through 6. Oh, listen to this. Close your eyes. Say to the Jewish person that you're talking to, close your eyes and tell me who this is about. Who has believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of the dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, nor beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows acquainted with grief, one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our pains, yet we esteemed him stricken, struck by God, and afflicted. He was pierced because of our sins, crushed because of our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes— We are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us turned to his own way. So the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. As I said in prior times, when I read this to my mom, who was not only a non believer, but she was an atheist at the time, she said, Well, if this is what our scripture says, uh, I don't believe it because I don't believe in the Bible. But why don't our bi- why don't our rabbis believe that Jesus is the Messiah? That's what she said because she saw it. It was clear to her. I remember reading this to an Israeli fellow. And I'm sorry, I didn't read it. I said, "Look, you read this in Hebrew, and you tell me, you know what this is, who this is, what this means." And he said, I can't. He says, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like Jesus, but obviously it can't be. (laughs) Look, it is what it is. God gave us this message to share. Let us share it. Look, God promises a new covenant to the Jewish people. In Jeremiah 31, verse 30 through 32, he says, Behold, days are coming. It is a declaration of the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, for they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them. It is a declaration of Adonai, but this is the covenant I I will make with the house of Israel after those days. It is a declaration of the Lord. I will put my Torah, my law, within them. Yes, I will write it on their heart. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Is this clear enough for everybody? (laughs) Well, look, uh, the next thing that Jewish people say is, you believe in heaven and hell, and that's just like a fairy tale. But we see in Psalm 23, 6, King David, who wrote this Psalm 23 about the shepherd, he says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Okay, you might not want to call it heaven and hell, but how long is forever? That's right. Forever is forever. So it's a Jewish thing to believe that when we pass away, we will be with the Lord forever. Or how about Daniel? Starting chapter 12, verse 1. At that time, Michael, the great prince, who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress, such as never occurred since the beginning of the nation until then. But at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be delivered. And then in verse 2, it says, multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, and others to shame an everlasting contempt now what a great description of heaven and hell maybe the words heaven and hell are irritating to you you don't like them but let's read verse 2 again multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake some to everlasting life and others to shame and everlasting contempt Doesn't that pretty much say it? Now, it's the same scripture that promises that Jewish people will be a nation before God forever. You know, this is something... That God has promised. And so just the fact that there is an Israel, just the fact that there are Jewish people even alive that after everybody has tried to kill us certainly proves the validity of Scripture. And so as we read these things, remember Jeremiah 31, 5 through 7, as you share with Jewish people You can say to them, you are here today because of this scripture, because God, when he promises something, he keeps the promise. It says this, only if this fixed order departs from before me, it is a declaration of the Lord. Then also might Israel's offspring cease from being a nation before me for all time. Thus says the Lord, only if heavens if the heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, then also I will cast off the offspring of Israel for all they have done. It is a declaration of Adonai. So we will never finish, you know, really uh, looking at the foundations of the earth and the heaven. And and we have the sun and the moon and the stars and these are declarations of God's faithfulness to the Jewish people and that there will be a Jewish people in before him unless he gets rid of all of that. What an amazing scripture. Isn't this a wonderful way to share with Jewish people, to encourage them and say, God has made you the chosen people. So understand he has brought you his Messiah, so that not only will you have everlasting life, change the word from salvation to everlasting life, but you will have peace here on earth because when you receive Yeshua, you get the peace that passes all understanding. How good is that? Now, remember that sin is, separates us from God. In Ezekiel 18.4, Behold, the soul who sins is the one who will die. So let's review. Well, it, we'll see how much time we have, but let's start our review. How can you bring a Jewish people to the Lord? Well, there are so many different ways. But if you want to use just the Hebrew Scriptures, let me review for you. We are all sinners before God. Now, this is not a modern-day Jewish concept, so you will need the scriptures, Isaiah 64, 6. Or how about Ecclesiastes seven twenty? Surely there is not a righteous person on earth who does what is good and doesn't sin. Or how about Psalm 513? Be gracious to me, O God, according to your mercy, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold. Behold, I was born in iniquity and in sin when my mother conceived me. Now, that's not a Jewish concept either, but uh, Jewish people, hey, are we going to have our own uh, New Age concepts, or are we going to have our concepts from God, from the Bible? And don't forget Isaiah 53, 6, which says we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned. To our own way. Secondly, we see that not only um, are we all sinners, but sin separates us from God. And so I had just mentioned that. Isaiah 59, 2, rather, your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Your sins have hidden your his face from you, so that he does not hear. Number three, God forgives and redeems us through his great love. Isaiah 53, 6. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned his own way. So Adonai, the Lord, has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Who is him that the Lord has laid our sins on him? Four, blood is needed for atonement for our sins. Leviticus seventeen eleven. We went through that. And five, blood. Someone took all of our sins upon themselves. And it says in verse 11 of Isaiah 53, The righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous, and he will bear their iniquities. We are all sinners. Sin separates us. God forgives and redeems us. Blood is necessary. Someone took our sins upon themselves. Who is that someone who did these things? Who is described as the final atonement, the perfect Lamb of God who took away our sins? Remember, please ask for the resource, Sharing God's Word from the Hebrew Bible. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. Please send a gift Uh, to us as well. You can give it to, uh, to her over the phone, Karen. May you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us Will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua, Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.